0: on this episode of Why Watch That. When she comes in the movie, you go, whoa. She ain't baking cookies. She's not, (laughs) what do you mean bake cookies? That's what she would say. She'd be like, what do you mean bake (laughs) cookies? Okay, I'm gonna tell you what grandmas do. (laughs) They teach you how to play card games. And and, cuss. (laughs) (laughs) If you think you're religious, check him out.
1: (laughs) You, You might go, maybe not that far. A woman goes right back up. I'm getting scared. Gets in the bed and he's like, is everything okay? And she's like, everything's fine now. Strange. (laughs) Jump, two years later, two years later.
0: I thought these people, these people could be hobbits. Yes, they could be hobbits. The farm. (laughs) (laughs) What?
1: It's food for the
0: soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to EntrepreneurMealPlan.com.
1: A why watch that sneak peek. The iron strikes hot. You got to strike it while it's hot. Oh. I tell you what, both of us saw another sneak peek together. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Crazy times we live in when we both get to watch the same movie. Good Hmm. gracious. Um, Here's the deal. This is coming to us and coming to us strong. So you better watch out. You better not cry. Minari is headed to us in limited form on December 11th and wide February 12th of 2021. Now, the reason why I'm super excited about this is because this movie was my one of my top picks to see at Sundance earlier this year in 2020, and we didn't get to go. And I was super disappointed because the premise alone is magical. The premise alone is magical. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But before that, it's directed by Lee Isaac Chung, He also wrote it. And the thing about it is, he wrote it. It's not based on a book. It's not based on an article. Not based on a story he heard. It's based on his life. Mm. Him growing up in the most amazing circumstances for this particular family. And again, we'll get into it. We have a lovely cast. Some people you'll recognize. Some people you will not. But Stephen Young is... Walking Dead, Stephen Young, you know, that guy. He is starring in this. Um, Yuri Han is playing his wife. Uh, we have Alan S. Kim, this little joyful little little boy who's <laughs> making his acting debut playing um, David himself. Noelle uh, Cho and the wonderful Ya Jun Yun is also starring in this. And guess who else? <laughs> Will Patton. Billy Patton is in this and you will figure out why they cast him. Yeah, I mean, if he ain't in it, I don't know where he is. If he, if if Bill ain't in this movie, Mm. I don't know where Bill was. Because he was in this movie. Anyway, we, you'll get the gist of that. Um, that was quite a performance that you will not forget. No. Um, anytime in the near future. Now, before we go into this, you can probably hear a little bit of excitement in my voice. Um, we need to figure out what this is all about and why is it significant to Lee Isaac Chung?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it is based on his childhood. Um, and what a childhood this was. Now, let me tell y'all something. This is a Korean family mother, father, older sister, younger brother. They move from California to Arkansas. Okay? Now, the parents, they work at a, a hatchling place. Where essentially they have to separate male and female chicks. That's the whole job. And the faster you are, the better you you'll be in making money and keeping work. So, how do they do of, that? Well, <laughs> you, well, you will see, they got to take a look at certain parts. <laughs> And there's a bit of practice that goes into it. So from California moving to Arkansas because the wife wasn't quite fast enough to keep work in California. So now they're in Arkansas, but in Arkansas they had this plot of land and they have a little house on this plot of land. Now you'll see what that house looks like. Let me tell you something. Little Allen playing David, the, the son. He sees this house, just the look on his face. I just fell in love with him right there. It was hilarious. And, Ref, I did watch this with my mother and brother, and we were just oh. loving him. It was hilarious. Oh, good. So good. they pull up to this place, and the father, played by Stephen, he starts talking about a garden that turns into a farm. Okay. His wife is like, I am through with you. This always happens, it never comes to fruition. The older daughter, she's almost the mother. This little girl is calm. She takes care of her brother. She is looking at her parents quietly and moving on with her life. The little boy, <laughs> he likes Arkansas, okay? He wants to stay. Mom and dad, they start getting into it. Dad wants to stay. Mom wants to go back to California. Where did the kids go? But maybe there's a solution. There are two things that they have that might help them. One is their religion, Christianity. Mom goes, let's open up a Korean church. Well, a coworker looks at her and goes- "Um,
1: (laughs) That's why we're here. (laughs) Yeah.
0: uh, (laughs) We left the city to get away from that. So it's this whole, it's a lot of tensions going on here. Not only the immigration story, but also rural versus city life and, you know, husbands and wives, mothers and dads and grandparents.
1: Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh.
0: Because another possible solution, or by the way, they do go to church and you'll see all of that. Mm. Another possible solution is mom's mom comes to live with them, bringing her spices and all, and her little teas
1: and deer antlers.
0: (laughs) Because the son, he does have a health issue. I won't give it away exactly. So they're very, that's a part of. The cost-benefit here for this family: Do we stay? Do we go? In, in this farmland, the nearest hospital is an hour away. Okay, so Grandma comes in. What kind of Grandma is she? Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna exactly describe it, but I'll tell you this: when she comes in, the movie you go. Whoa. <laughs> she ain't baking cookies. She's not. <laughs> what do you mean bake cookies? Like
1: a grandma should. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, uh, that's what she would say. Oh. She'd be like, what do you mean? Babe? <laughs> oh, is that what grandmas do? Okay, I'm going to tell you what grandmas do. <laughs> they teach you how to play card games. And, and cuss. And, <laughs> <laughs> so, but the question is, how does she fit into this family? Her daughter desperately has wanted to see her. Husband is like, okay, bring her, whatever. <laughs> Got this farm to deal with. The The daughter, whatever. She's fine with everything, but the little son. What is that relationship like? And this relationship is connected to the title, Minari. You'll see what that means when you watch this, but it's a great title and it's a great device to pull the whole movie together. The farming, the family, all of that. Do you stay? Do you go? Can you thrive? Can you not thrive? Because during this whole time, Dad is farming with a man who walks up to him. There's this transaction they have, but the man says, hey, I know how to farm. Now, if you saw this man, you might think twice or three times or 10 times before you agree. And this man is played by Will Patton. Now, this man is very religious, but not in the way you expect. If you think you're religious, check him out. You, you might go, maybe not that far. You will see what his church is. <laughs> okay. It ain't about exhausting.
1: exhausting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when you're watching this, you're going, can I trust all of these people? Like, I don't know. There's even, because how do you get water on the farm? That's a whole thing that you have to go, do I trust it or not? So in the end, the question is, can this family come together? Uh, Can they fit into Arkansas? Can the father finally realize his dreams or not? What's going on with grandma, mom, everybody? What will it
1: cost them? What is
0: the cost? Always, because there's a cost whatever they decide. Stay, go, there is a cost to all of that. So Ref, I think that's enough of that, yes. I, what I will say, my brother really enjoyed this. Now, we talked about Nomad Nomadland.
1: Oh yes, I remember.
0: Yes. <laughs> so this is another indie movie. However, it has more dynamics. It has character. Look, let me tell you something. Grandma and old boy helping with the farm, Will Patton's character, those two, they could each have their own movie. <laughs> now you think grandma like the farewell that kind of thing okay maybe a little smell but it's not the farewell you when you're watching well pat and i was thinking the apostle how could i not and sling blade it's oh jeez, straight out of there <laughs> straight i mean when stephen when his character offers him a cigarette oh, <laughs> oh my gosh i what in the world I mean, this is what you get on top of this beautiful picture of a family that doesn't shy away from the tough stuff, but is not a nasty movie. It's not a dark movie at all. So that's what I really enjoyed uh, about this, watching it. Um, you might even think we always bring up shoplifters, that kind of thing. Um, it is its own film, but I think if you like some of the movies I've mentioned, you will like this. And I will say to end it, What did my mother think? So, my mother was like, This is what I asked her, If I did one of your questions. I said, How would you feel if you paid to see this in the theater? Her reaction, No. (laughs) Okay. I said, What if you watched it at home and rented it? Absolutely. Okay. So, it will depend on how close you are to the indie scene, where you land where my brother is, where I am, I agree with my brother there, or where my mother is. But I do think, Ref, that depending on where you watch it, it'll reach a broader audience than people might think. Because the main thing is, whatever's going on with this specific family, is universal. It's one of those films.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. And interesting that your mom said that because I think she's accurate in that sense. You brought up the two movies that I was going to link to it, and that's The Farewell and Shoplifters. And the reason why, not just because those are Asian-based movies, I mean, that's that would right. be ridiculous, but it's because you're going to have to immerse yourself in a culture that you may not know, even though as Americans, they're in a, somewhat of a familiar you know, area, there are some things and some, you know, things that you just have to be a little patient with and get through and go, oh, 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 that kind of thing. And on top of that, you do have a lot of subtypes. Mm -hmm. So that's why, uh, for me, I'm linking it to those two movies. Now, ranking-wise, I would say Shoplifters is way above. There's a richer experience when you watch Shoplifters. Um, With The Farewell, there's more comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, with that. So there's relief and and it's it's kind of a little bit flashy. With Minari, you're really getting a a family drama here. That's what you're getting. It's a family drama with all the the fixings. And the performances by each of these actors, Mm -hmm. I believed they were a family. I believe this little boy had two parents who were his parents. That little boy is
0: amazing, Ref. He sure
1: is. He's got a great future ahead. Um, I believe the little sister, or the bigger sister, rather. It it just was perfectly cast. And um, the grandmother coming in and adding the spice along with um, Will Patton, adding Dimension, along with the regular townspeople that were just sort of spot on. Here's what I do have to say about it. Here's where I think your mom might be headed toward. Mm -hmm. As you go through the film, the first 45 minutes of the film has one point. It's really trying to settle the land at the protection of the family,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? You, you, have to, you have to settle this land because your family is depending on it. And then enters into grandma and then we start to dive into a different story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We start going in a different direction. And when you're first watching it, for me, you always talk about the nagging wife, you know, somebody trying to get in the way of somebody's work. Yes. You see like the wife and she's really just, you know, not wanting to be there at the cost of making her husband's life very, very challenged. And then when the grandmother comes, you start to see the reverse where she's starting to figure things out, whether it's good or bad. And he starts to kind of get on her. And I felt that kind of change in the direction of the last half of the film was probably based so much on the director's life. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes when we have a project that's so grounded in my memory or the, the way I remember things, it's hard for us to deviate from the path of making this a movie focused on a certain thing rather than focusing on my life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it loses a little bit of shine. So it's, 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 it's definitely um, in the world of shoplifter, farewell, um, does it supersede? I don't know, I don't know. I think you're gonna have to be the judge of that. I would not venture out in a pandemic during the holidays to a limited release when it's coming out wide in December. Uh, no harm, no foul, if you wanna do that. I think that's something you, you, you've heard all the ingredients we talked about. I I, I really would caution you with that. If you're going to take a shot and a chance at something, I don't know if this is the movie for you. It is coming out February 12th. So if you want to wait it out and if things change in your area, there's going to be a wide release. But I will say this. I think we'll both agree. This will be coming around during the holidays times, um, whether it's the Oscars, whether it's the Spirit Awards, whether it's um, SAG. I can Mm -hmm. totally see SAG um, awards coming up. Minari will be here to stay. So there you have it. If you want to check it out, you know what to do. If you want to take the critics' mom's advice, maybe you'll just (laughs) snuggle up at home and wait till it comes out that way. Thanks, Mom.
0: Another, why watch that sneak peek? You know, sometimes in life, you are offered privileges. And one of the privileges I've been offered is to introduce a sneak peek for the ref to review. Can you believe it? I love it. I can't wait to hear what the ref has to say about this, because when the ref said, I watched this, we could review it. I said, you did what? What has (laughs) got into to you? What? (laughs) So this, everybody, is parallel. Yes, that's the name of the movie. It will be in theaters and on demand December 11th. And it is directed by Isaac Esban, written by Scott Blazik, and starring Emil Amin, who is now... In one of those movies in the, the five-movie uh, arc that's coming to us on Amazon Prime Video. Via Steve, Steve McQueen. McQueen. Yeah. Yes. But he's done a bunch of other things as well. Yardy,
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yardy, very good. Thank you for that. Um, Martin Wallstrom is in it. Georgia King is in it. Mark O'Brien, David Harewood, Kathleen Quinlan, a lot of people in here. And when the ref tells you about this, you're going to be like, ref, What? what? Really? So suspense over Ref, tell us about this movie. Tell us why in the world you watched it and should we join you?
1: okay, McRae. (laughs) Now, (laughs) here's the deal. Let me get into the plot and then we'll talk about why because I think it's a valid point. That's a valid question. Mm -hmm. Okay, beginning of the movie, it opens. There's an older couple. You know, they're clearly retired and uh, it's nighttime. it's time to go to bed but you know you sit in the bed with a little light and you're reading and another person's you know thumbing through an art book of some sort and it's just life as normal thump 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 you hear something in the basement what's going on down there oh Uh, the husband says it's the dog he you know you know he wants to eat let me go down and feed him and the wife says no no No." (laughs) well you know could it be the dog? I don't know. You're smelling it a mile away. But, you know, he, she's like, no, 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 no. Let I'll go down. You went down last time. Okay, great. She goes down steps and, you know, and and she sees the dog. And then she looks at the the feeding bowl and it's full. So he's not hungry. Hmm, that's odd. She turns around and sees something, something broken on the floor. How could that be? something strange happens very very strange okay a woman goes right back up i'm getting scared get, gets in the bed and he's like is everything okay and she's like everything's fine now strange <laughs> jump 2 years later oh. 2 years later we're in a we're in a house and it's these four friends we're in silicon valley they have been working for Many years, not many as in cr- crazy many, but many millennial years <laughs> on this new app that is going to make everybody's life easier. Mm-hmm. And so they go to this company and they pitch this hard, earned app presentation. I mean, they pitch it and they go, you know, boy, oh boy, it's 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 going well until the owner of the company says, "I like it." I want it. And, they're be, and they said, great, we'll give it to you in a couple months. It's ex- we'll exclusively do that. And he goes, no, no, no. I want it by Thursday.
0: Mm.
1: What? <laughs> and he says, "If if I don't get it by Thursday, get this critic. I'm going to go with a competitor who says they can deliver it by Thursday. Mm. World is shattered because how did their secret get out? Who stole their idea?
0: Mm-hmm. The old well, woman two years
1: ago. The old <laughs> woman two years ago stole the idea. Could Possibly, but no. Yeah. So, you know, all their hard-earned work, they're totally bummed out. These millennials are just like, let's blow off some steam. As they come home, they discover a secret room to this house they've been living in for years. When they go into the secret room, it's as if, It was untouched for two years. Mm. And they see these contraptions in this room that allows them to see into the rooms of all where they're living, into the bedroom, into the living room, the kitchen and other rooms. What? And when they finally stumble across this object in the corner of the house, there is a mirror. Of course. A strange looking mirror. They are drawn to this strange looking mirror. In fact, it's it's vibe it's giving off some sort of something and behold, one person falls on the mirror but doesn't fall to the ground. instead falls onto some other ground in some other parallel universe. Yeah. Ah! With that, the four decide to explore what goes on in this parallel universe and they find that it is literally a parallel universe with themselves Mm -hmm. moving along through their day doing what they do other familiar things and as we progress through the movie we see that the universes are so parallel that it's almost the exact same except for something very major that only they figure out and I'm not going to tell you what that is but that is the difference between the two universes Mm -hmm. or the multiple universes because it's not just one. It's many, many universes. Hmm. And so the question then becomes, what if you had access to a parallel universe? Because they do the math. They go all Nolan on you. They go, okay, if we spend this much time in the parallel universe, it's only this much time here. What happens if you could bring back some things Mm. from the parallel universe? Don't do it. What happens if you could perhaps finish your app because it only takes so much time in the parallel universe well maybe what happens if you could steal some ideas Mm. from that parallel universe the question becomes with parallel is what ethical lines are there if you have this quote unfair advantage to not only have creative ideas? that aren't yet seen in this world or maybe never seen in this world, but also can you pass them off truly as your own? Mm -hmm. Those are some of the questions. Now, as we progress through the movie, those questions will cost dearly. Some people will see the very weighty cost of those questions being answered and those questions being posed. And at the end of the movie is having an advantage of a parallel universe, really, an advantage, right? And you'll see those consequences come down. Now that's 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 parallel. I sold that thing. I sold it. You did.
0: I was scared. I, I you know, I was intrigued. Yes, as you should be. Now here's
1: the review. <laughs> Lena, Noel, Josh, and Devin are the four friends played by the four actors that you 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 had talked about. The performances were very adequate. They, I mean, they were given the script and these crazy circumstances, because again, what happens if you meet yourself? Can you meet yourself? Can you get stuck on the other side? Can you bring someone from the? Uh, all these questions? They really, these actors really had to dive deep into these different worlds, um, basically. And so they did a good job. Here's where it is a challenge. The directing was interesting. Let me tell you something, critic. Mm. The first 15 to 20 minutes of this movie, I thought, oh, I've discovered something. And the critic hasn't even watched it. <laughs> like I, I was super excited because it's all the ideas that you the sci-fi questions that yeah. you want mulling around and and then you watch them sort of figure out, you know, how the universe works and it's just, it's absolutely intriguing. And I thought, oh my gosh, the pacing of it was really, really fast because it does move through time. I was just really intrigued. Those first 15, 20 minutes, I, I thought, this is, this is it. And then the derail. <laughs> Poor Scott. Um, it just, it really starts diving into... I, I didn't know what I was watching anymore. Is this about ethical lines that are blurry? Is it about the test of friendship? Is it about what is IP, what truly is intellectual property? What does that actually mean? Mm. Is it about murder? Is it about criminal minds? Is it, What are we dealing with here? There's so many thick layers. And by the time you get to the end, not only is it the most um, you just see it 10 miles coming. You just go, okay. And then when they end the way they do the bum bum bum, that kind mm. of bum bum bum. You just think to yourself, you know, that you you didn't have to do that. Yeah. So why in the world would I bring this up for review? Yes. Here's why. I'm gonna say it and I want I kinda want it to be the first. I think the concept of this movie is super interesting this is it smelled like limitless in the first 15 minutes Hmm. it felt it felt good it felt snappy and moving and and oh can you do that is that right or it explores some of that human you know nature kind of risks that we take if we aren't if no one's looking Mm -hmm. and i felt it was very cw and that brings me to this This is a kind of movie that when you get to the end, you're going to go, oh, are you serious? Mm. But the journey there and the conversation afterward might be worth you just checking it out for free. Mm. Now, are you going to rent this? I would suggest that you uh, figure that out. You know, if your whole family, if you could, uh, everybody chip in a dollar. You know what I mean? Like just, <laughs> I would not spend a ton of money trying to figure out how I'm gonna get, you know, parallel into my life. But I think when you do, it's enough of that CW kind of smell of TV. And and it brings me to this. I wanted to say on record that if I were a network, I would snag the rights to this movie so fast Mm -hmm. because the director did you a favor. This would be a wonderful, can I tell you, critic, a wonderful, 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 wonderful TV series on CW or possibly, you know, maybe on Netflix.
0: Mm-hmm. You know who would try to get it? And you're not gonna like it? Peacock. It sounds yes. like a peacock
1: original. It's a it's peacocky. <laughs> very, very peacocky. And I think that if you explored the depths of these universes and what happens when you bring something from another world into this world, I think it's absolutely brilliant. So I wanted to say that because you watched a movie named Teacher and -hmm. they were able, on Hulu, and they were able to translate. I feel like Parallel will be one of those wonderful little um, TV shows that will love or is interesting enough that we can go back to the movie and go, oh... Oh, I see why they, I see why they did that. So that is my take on Parallel. You need to rent this at your own risk. If you like CW stuff, it's not Nolan. It's not Limitless. It just, it smells like some of the conversations that you will have Um, based on it. It smells like it. So if you're, if you're like, man, I ain't got nothing to do. I don't want to watch a holiday movie. I don't want to go out. I, Mm. I just kind of want to watch a movie you, you know, you just so just I can watch the Christmas wish. No, not right now. Sometimes you do. And it's a pandemic and you just kind of want to, you know, yeah. yell at yell at the screen a little bit. I think parallel will work for some people. Just get ready for that crash landing at the end.
0: Yeah. It sounds like, you know, if if you have a lot of roommates, you know, you get together. To do yes. that. You know, if you're in a college dorm and you're all nice and safe, that kind of thing. And you will have your opportunity, everybody, to ponder whether you're going to do that starting December 11th in theaters and on demand maybe we'll watch it in a parallel universe
1: <laughs> another why watch that sneak peek ah, ha! ha. Mm. this sneak peek it's wild. Ha- is wild it is wild i mean in every sense of the word now it is called wild mountain time t h y m e So what does that mean? Not Not, like a strange time We're having a wild mountain time. (laughs) No, 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 wild mountain time. And we'll talk about possibly, you know, what the heck are we saying here? Now, this is coming to us in the form of a feature film in theaters and on demand on December 11th. But it came originally in the form of a play. And this play was written by John Patrick Shanley. And he also decided to direct the film and write it. So the playwright wrote the screenplay and then directed it. It's I think that's important to note.
0: Very. But this cast.
1: Oh, <laughs> when I saw this cast, I immediately was excited to get this uh, screener. We have leading the charge, Beloved, who I call, I'm going to call it, she will eventually be Dame Emily Blunt. I Just period. She, yeah. she will be it. Note that. I'm not the first to think it, I'm sure. But Emily Blunt is starring in this film. Uh, and then a very familiar Fifty Shades of Grey, or for you, The Fall, because you know you didn't watch any of those Fifty Shades, and neither did no. I. Um, <laughs> Jamie Dornan is also starring opposite of her, but the supporting cast is pretty outrageous. We've got Christopher Walken, John Hamm, coming in specifically, and then you have some other Irish actors and some UK European actors who um, I believe, as I was kind of thumbing through, are stage veterans. Mm -hmm. So we definitely have creme de la creme or a great hot toddy mix of (laughs) actors here now this is a little little film that quite frankly i didn't know about and neither did the critic i believe until around this time it wasn't like a great buildup and so the question then becomes why Mm -hmm. you know why why because it's emily blunt jamie dornan john Hamm, christopher walken like these you can't get any richer than that for a little film yeah um and the question then becomes what are we really going to do here this you, we used to talk about paying the 15 and i'm still going to go on to that i think it's important mm-hmm. but right now in 2020 we have to talk about what we're going to stay home for and what yeah. we're going to venture out for
0: exactly and
1: because they're releasing it in theaters it doesn't mean it's worthy of a theater a theatrical release we have to remember that many of these films must release theatrically in order to qualify for any kind of accolades during the award season Mm -hmm. and quite frankly this is going to be one of those films that they're going to try to push especially when we talk about certain performances so with that being said Mm -hmm. Critic what is this Wild Mountain Time about? I don't know no, uh, <laughs> look y'all i don't know at
0: first like i was saying earlier at first i was like is this like some strange time zone but no it's t-h-y-m-e and and here's what's happening because when we talk about uh john patrick shanley keep in mind everybody that this man wrote moonstruck okay <laughs> so just keep yeah. so you don't know what you're gonna get <laughs>
1: It's a box of chocolates. Yes,
0: it is. Uh, So there are, like the ref said, two principal characters, Rosemary and Anthony, played by Emily and Jamie.
1: Oh, sorry. He also wrote Doubt.
0: See? Yeah. (laughs) But he didn't direct. Keep that in mind. Yeah. So. Well, he
1: directed the movie. Sorry, I'm oh, sorry. I'm he, just oh, okay. I'm going down like a. Mm-hmm. I was like, why does he feel not, it, it answers things? Why, you know, who we had confidence to do that? Sorry. He wrote Doubt, the play, and directed it and wrote the screenplay. So, this is his second tip. I think that informs our conversation. Keep going.
0: It does, but keep this in mind. I'm glad you said that. Doubt is not moonstruck. Correct. Mm-hmm. But which one is this? <laughs> okay. So, again, we have Rosemary and Anthony. They've known each other basically their whole lives because they've lived on adjacent farms. And ever since they were kids, Rosemary has loved Anthony. But he has he known it, <laughs> okay? Has he been aware? He seems to be in love with flowers. Why? Okay, why? And there's this scene early on when he's a kid and he goes right up to a flower and sniffs it. What is that about? And guess who's in a tree looking at him? Oh, okay. Now, this doesn't mean that Anthony doesn't have eyes for anyone else. I mean, he has dated, but just not Rosemary. Why? I mean, you're looking at it. You go, they cast it. Emily Blood. is the man
1: blind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, Rosemary is a strong personality.
1: Strong hot toddy. Mm-hmm. Strong Irish whiskey. Strong- we can keep
0: going. <laughs> Bailey's and cream. Now, look. Ooh. What happens is this, okay, there's this whole land dispute, essentially, because who's going to inherit these farms? Now, Rosemary has her mom. They are fine with their land. The mom has it, but it's going to go to Rosemary when she passes away. Also, on the other side, uh, Anthony has his father played by Christopher Walken. (laughs) Now, is he, (laughs) is Anthony going to get the farm from his father? Oh, Looks like not. Because the father's oh. like, I don't think you're going to get married and all of that. So I need to bequeath this to someone else, namely some,
1: some family member.
0: Another family member, his nephew, played by John Hamm, who lives John. in the States. Oh. Now, so they're mm. in Ireland. John Hamm has to come from the States to check out this place. Now, how does Anthony feel about this? A right? Yankee. Mm. Now, there is a wrinkle in this. Because for this whole thing to go down, that this farm goes to John Ham, well, there is a little plot of land that's neither of the two farms that someone has control of. And I won't tell you who that is, but they're in the way. Now, also in the way is what happens, do you think, when John Ham comes over and sees Emily Blunt? He's
1: not blind.
0: <laughs> is she? Oh, oh, now that's the question. Also, is- Of course, this is all about land being bequeathed to people and left. So what happens to the people who are in possession of the land now? Do they survive? Okay, because why are you telling us this if this never comes to fruition? So all of this stuff is going on. And the whole point though is this is the landscape for strange, weird, strong, quirky characters. And I'll just review it, Ref, because I like your take on this and I think we should end on it because mine might not be expected. And whenever you're being a critic, Raf, I've read a critic a while ago who said this and I I agreed, critics are reporters. So you report your experience, that's what you're doing. So here is mine. At first I was thinking, is this like the Princess Bride? But that wasn't quite right. It just came to my mind. I was like, "Mm, no, not quite Princess Bride. It's not as funny. It's not quite as clear. Then, this is what I thought. <laughs> I thought, these people, these people could be hobbits. Yes, they could be hobbits. The farm. <laughs> <laughs> what? The what? farm. The farms here could be the shire. It even looks like it. it the same kind <laughs> of greenery, all of that. It could be everybody knows everybody else's business. No one's in a rush. You got all kinds of personalities, you know, like proud feet. These people could be (laughs) hobbits if they were human-sized. Okay, I'll come back to that a little later. But my problem is this, Raph, there there was no rhyme or reason for anything that happens. It just happened for the sake of telling the story. It's so intent, I felt this film so intent on sweeping you away that it forgot to bring a strong narrative along for that ride. Uh, Even still, I would call Wild Mountain Time sweet and cute. Um, But it's not magical, which it needs to be. Moonstruck, bold, sharp. It's a breath of fresh air. Even if you watch Moonstruck now, it'll sock you in the gut. But we talked about Moonstruck written by Shanley. He didn't direct it. It's another strange sort of love story. We have this male lead character in that who's... Unconventional has this unconventional affliction, same kind of echoes, but again, Shanley, he didn't direct Moonstruck. And that's a crucial difference between these two films. For me, this film is too repetitive in comparison. It just doesn't click into place. However, back to my other point, if the thought of a Hobbit love story with strange consequences, starring appealing actors, sounds intriguing, Go ahead and check this out. I would say on demand, certainly not in a the theater.
1: You know what? That's I love that you compared it to The Hobbit because I think you can. Yeah. I think it is definitely uh, quirky and strange enough to imagine these people with big feet and long ears. Um, here's the deal. My angle is a little different as, a, as someone who appreciates writing and story and narrative, and when I, I knew immediately that this was a play, immediately, just the conversation felt like it, I could see it on stage. And then of course, yes, it is a play. And when I know that, I cannot, I can no longer treat it as a feature. Even though it's presenting it as a feature, you're charging as a feature, you shot it as a feature, but you really didn't. Mm. Especially if you are the one who directed it, if you were the playwright who wrote the the screenplay and you directed it like in doubt, the movie doubt and, and the play doubt, then I can't really treat it any longer as a feature. I have and and we've reviewed a couple other plays
0: mm-hmm.
1: turned movies this year, and we'll we'll kind of go into that later on. And once I know that, I can turn it off. Because I can go, okay, well, you wouldn't say that. Or that wouldn't happen. Or why are you all in this one room? What, you know, What <laughs> I can let go. Because it's hard for me. It's hard. Much harder for you. Hard for me to let go of language and to let go of plot and, 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 and a narrative force. Mm-hmm. Once I did that... I could imagine them as hobbits then. Anything is possible, because on the stage, anything is possible. They can come out with a red earring, and then they'd be like, oh, you're Rudolph's second cousin, and be like, oh, okay, we believe it, we're there. It, as soon as I let go of the script that was troubling,
0: mm.
1: not troubling in content, but it could have been an anthology yeah. <laughs> with right. the running theme of this couple. Yes. Once I let that go, I started to revel in the performances. (laughs) There were great performances. These were wonderful performances. Uh, There's this woman called, um, now she is, I'm assuming Irish. I'm going to say her name. I think it's Deerla. uh, It says Dervla. The B is a V. Okay, Mm -hmm. Dervla Malloy, who plays the mother of Emily Blunt's character, Rosemary. Listen. If you got a chair or 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 drink in a glass, I'm just saying, watch out. Wonderful, beautiful, delicate performance. Not she was the one who didn't make it too cheeky. Yeah. She just, she just, she felt like an
0: Irish woman. An
1: Irish woman, and she yeah. probably is with that name. She's probably she is, Irish. yeah. And and I know she's a veteran of the stage. Then you get Christopher Walken, who. Ain't got no kind of Irish nothing <laughs> as far as we know him as Americans. It's not like, Oh, he has a string of Irish films and he had to figure out what his uh, accent was going to be because it was rough in the beginning. But By the time you get to the end, there is a scene. It's a crucial scene for um, Jamie Dorn- Dornan's character. It's a very, very crucial scene. Something has taken place previously that put them in an interesting dynamic and then, this scene, you know, it's just a pivotal scene for this character. I mean, if you didn't if you didn't shed a slight tear, you need to see your optometrist immediately. <laughs> it was beautiful. It wasn't mushy. It was just I felt such a beautiful warmth
0: mm-hmm. from
1: that performance and I have to say this is not I'm not trying to be an ageist here. Mm. I'm just acknowledging the fact that when you have many years under your belt as an actor, a fine one, a fine actor. Yeah. Comedy, drama, whatever you've done, there is this effortlessness Mm. that happens where you just stop acting and just start being. And it was moving. I thought if he doesn't get some sort of nomination, he had that kind of a scene. Mm -hmm. You'll you'll, you'll see when you get there. He had that kind of a scene where people will start to chatter just a little bit.
0: It's true, you know. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a
1: very truthful, truthful place. And I didn't care what his accent was. <laughs> and then to end it without belaboring this, um, I'm going to skip one of them and go straight to the jugular. Emily Blunt. Now I said that one day she will be Dame. The script was challenging. The words, the things mm. that they had to do to get yeah. from scene to scene. Yeah. And you immediately know a fine actress or actor if you don't, if, if I, for me, stop caring. Any scene that she was in and when she was talking, she's one of those actresses. And to me, it was one of her most beautifully acted comedic roles, I think. Because I watched it over and over again, especially that last 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Fine work. It is a master class of motivation. It is a master class of listening. And your biggest point, breathing.
0: Oh, yes, please. And
1: whenever you're in the arena with an actor, actor or actress who's listening, that's dangerous. Mm. It is very dangerous to be it with a smart listener. I'll yeah. just say that. Can you, uh, can
0: you tell the listeners what you mean by dangerous? It's
1: dangerous because if you let's say in a movie, you're going back and forth with, you know, seeing you take one, take two, take three. Then you got to go and do their coverage, all of that. If you act with an actor who's listening, if you're the kind of actor who needs to have consistency, you're Mm going to drown. You're going to completely be swallowed up because if you keep giving the same thing when someone's delivering something differently, you're gonna look like a bad actor.
0: Mm-hmm. Or
1: you're gonna look like an actor who's trying to push through their lines and making simple to cho- choices. Whereas Emily Blunt is literally every word that comes out of her mouth is an arc. And then you can see her stop the arc and shift. It, it's like a, it's like a, ric- it's a ricochet. Mm-hmm. Her li- She's listening. Responding to what you just said, and then thinking, having a thought, as we would as 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 people, you know. If I say, "Hey, you know, I went to the grocery store," I thought that we could go to. That's what yes. you do in real life. You don't mm-hmm. you don't think in you know. Anyway, we're going on and on. No, that's beautiful. Really...
0: Exactly, and really, uh, that's what you know what we call in in acting training a beat change. Exactly, yes. everybody. What you heard from the ref was a beautiful beat change so a lot of times when i talk about beat changes i'm glad you did that rep that's what i mean and if it doesn't if you don't do it right it doesn't land and people who don't have this kind of nomenclature you'll feel it but you won't know why
1: did you say nomenclature (laughs) which brings me to this end and we can end it here
0: yeah
1: now there's two stars to this it's not just one person's show it's not emily blunt's show it actually in all reality It the driving force of the movie is Jamie's movie, right? And I'm not going to speak ill of any actor because I don't know any, you know, we don't know any circumstances. But what I will say is when you have a tour de force like an Emily Blunt, and then when you have a seasoned actor like Christopher Walken, who just it comes professional, yeah, if you are in those scenes with those people and the script they've given you is a little bit challenging and way too quirky. If you follow the script's lead and not the reality that your ends lead, you could find yourself getting swallowed in by words that may not make sense. Mm. Um, And I felt like for Jamie... I didn't feel as carried and cared for with 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 the words as Emily Blunt and Christopher Walken, and partially because the it the character is written that way. So if you get a character like that, what do you do as an actor? What do you do? What do you? How do you show up? Yeah. To me, I would just play with Emily. Like I I don't know what these words are saying. I'm just gonna play with her because she's she's going somewhere, and I'm gonna follow her, and that would be what the character does anyway. She's a tour de force. And so with that being said, if you want to see Hobbits, fine. <laughs> I like that. I think it's I think it's a very good description. For me, if you like quirky films like Troop Zero on Amazon, if you just want to see a different kind of Moonstruck, it is not Moonstruck, but you want to see another attempt from that writer. And most importantly, if you want to see some fine acting, fine, fine, fine acting from Emily Blunt and Christopher Watkin and just to see what people can do with quirky, strange language and a strange script. I think this is for you. I will note this is a romantic comedy. They have all the ingredients. I mean, when you get to the last scene, literally people are singing. I'm not going to tell you what they're singing. They're (laughs) singing they're singing everybody there's rain yeah, there you might know, be dead people singing i mean <laughs> dead people it, it's singing there's you know the the confession and the rain you yeah. know whatever that confession may be mm-hmm. whether it works out or not you know there's the rival love you know and sweeping away getting on a trip going away there's rolling hills mm-hmm. i mean come on it's it's outlander it's mm-hmm. it's um calgon sweep me away um on PBS, oh. uh, pole dark, pole dark. You know, <laughs> you get it's a romantic comedy. So if, if if you're there to see Moonstruck, it that too was romantic comedy. But if you're there to see something like Doubt or any of 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 his other work, it isn't. And so I would definitely think about skipping the theaters for this. And if any of that appeals to you, why not? On December 11th, you go ahead and buy um just a sneak peek in that world or better yet i think this is going to be a wonderful movie that will appear on either netflix amazon or anywhere else that you could just sort of be surprised by
0: well, there you have it everybody in theaters on demand december 11th wild mountain time maybe it'll pop up on hulu or something mm-hmm.